more with Alex and Dan of Remotion and the changing world of remote working. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter to keep you up on all the latest from Mac Voices. Watch or listen to Mac Voices straight from your email client. Sign up at macvoices.com slash newsletter and stay up to date. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a two-part conversation with Alex and Dan of Remotion. In part one, we talked about what Remotion is and a few of its features. We also talked a little bit about how it originated pre-pandemic instead of after the pandemic started, like many of us would assume. This time around, we get into more feature sets and some general discussions about the world of remote work. Let's go right back and hear from Alex and Dan. Does that answer your question? I, th- I think that gets a, gives us a sense of what at least our culture is here at Remotion. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess we're learning how to work remotely, but we're also learning how to interact socially. And the, the informal social thing that Alex started out by saying that Remotion addresses. And, but the, the other component to that, of course, is the company culture, the organization's culture has to fit in with the tool or the tool has to fit in with the culture. I'm not sure which came first, the chicken or the egg. Um, but, but so it, yeah. it is, this clearly is for uh, one kind of, uh, it's probably for several kinds of culture, but it's one that maybe is not quite so strict and not so organized and not so big brother, brotherish. Um, and I'm yeah. sorry to characterize anybody that way, but, you know, listen, some of them really are at this point. Yeah, I just, Sort of two things that I'd want to add here. So the first is, you know, a lot of people know that we're thinking about remote collaboration and teamwork. So they ask us, you know, what do you recommend? Like, should we use Remotion? Should we use other tools? What tools do you recommend? And we always say, actually, don't start by thinking about what tools you should be using. Start by thinking about what type of team culture you want to have and then evaluate where you fall short. So one of our teammates, Harriet, and also an engineer at Remotion, uh, does something really amazing for us, which is every, every quarter she runs a survey where we survey the team on various aspects, questions that she actually comes up with. But, you know, they might be things like, hey, like how productive are you enabled to be right now? But they also might be things that are touchier, like do you feel comfortable, um, you know, taking breaks at work and, and stuff like that. Um, and we these are ultimately things that we care about as a company that we, we want all the, you know, we, we ask questions where we want the scores to be high. And um, then we find out from the team where, where our culture is at. And that based on those things, I think that's when you can start figuring out, well, how do we achieve that purpose? And oftentimes I don't think the answer is a tool. It could just be adding some practice or some ritual. Um, you know, as an example, uh, we were working away frantically on some things. And uh, one of the surveys turned out that folks didn't feel as appreciated as we thought would make sense. And so a ritual we created was more active kudos thing. And now it's like one of people's favorite moment. Every Monday, we look back at the previous week and we thank each other for different things we appreciate. And it's, it's great, right? Not a new tool. Um, and then there are some places where, where a tool will make sense. So for example, if you want your team to have more conversation without it being scheduled or structured, then Remotion is a great tool for you. Right. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to touch on though, is this, this idea of culture and seeing when people are online. So there's a, there's a pretty important concept in Remotion's design, which is the idea of celebrating unavailability. So I think a lot of folks working remotely feel this pressure, you know, I'm working remotely and 
I need to demonstrate that I'm working and busy uh, to be a good employee. So I'm going to go and respond to Slack like as quickly as possible all the time. But the truth is that is it's actually very bad for your productivity and also your just like mental health. Um, so, you know, I think there are some folks who think about, well, they're worried that, it, hey, if, if people can see when I'm working and when I'm not working, um, it's like this is managers that we talk to, then, um, you know, maybe that will that'll make the team feel less safe. But we actually take the opposite view. You should actively celebrate when you're not working or celebrate when you're unavailable because you're focusing. So uh, taking two examples, like we have a mode called focusing, which we have instead of busy to sort of frame positively the idea that you're you're working, but you don't want to respond to anyone's messages right now. Uh, we think that's a lot better than than feeling stressed about, uh, you know, should I respond to these messages or should I keep, you know, coding or something? Uh, the other thing that we have is we have a channel called OOTO out of the office, even though we don't have an office, the virtual office. Um, and something we encourage is, you know, take breaks during the day whenever you want. And if you go for a walk, like, you know, yesterday, Harriet, just using Harriet again because of the beekeeping, and I'm, thinking, I'm looking at Dan's, so thinking of beekeeping. She had to do some beekeeping in the middle of the day. And, you know, with our culture of remotion, basically, you go ahead and mark yourself as offline and remotion, and you can even post in Slack, like, hey, I'm going to go do some beekeeping because it's the last sunny day. And so that's kind of our view on culture. It's that rather than trying to hold back on transparency, be radically transparent about what your boundaries are when you want to be working, when you don't want to be working. And we think that's, that's ultimately healthier for everyone. Radically transparent. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of riffing. There's a, there's a book called Radical Candor. Uh, and so I'm just mo mostly riffing off that book. Uh, and uh, one of our company values is kind and candid, which is we we value people who are kind. And we the, the value started as being, uh, I forget what it was exactly, but something about being kind. And then we realized that we were all being too nice to each other and we weren't giving each other candid feedback about how we could be better as a team. So we added kind and candid and now they're kind of in one value because there's a tension between the two. But if you get it right, you can be both. Hmm. But it is interesting how much of the culture really is just the choices that that we that we and the leadership and the members of the team make, uh, and not and it's and it's not it's not the tools it's not the software, you know the software is there to help enable the culture uh, as much as possible. But I think you still have to decide what your culture is going to be or or let it evolve like as we have. I think. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I was I was really serious, Alex, when I said you know, that really struck me as radically transparent. Um, that, you know, instead of, instead of hiding or, you know, I, I want to go get, you know, a, a sandwich at 10 in the morning or two in the afternoon, as opposed to the normal, whatever that means, lunch hour that, you know, yeah, okay, I'm going to go get a sandwich. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, at the end of the day, it really does the work get done. And are you available for your, the, the, your customer who, and that we can have that conversation about who is your customer, and then we'll be here for another couple of hours. But, you know, yeah. to be available when when people want you or need you and to get the job done really should be the bottom lines. And sometimes people get hung up a little bit along the way about how many lanes that they want to keep people in or how many hours people are working. So, yeah, a uh, fun, fun thing here. So like so both Charlie and I are, are first time founders and first time managers. So we're not very experienced in sort of management. Right. And uh there, there's some lessons that, you know, we're learning the hard way, but then there's some lessons that we've kind of learned the easy way. So for example, even if we wanted to make people work at certain times, we actually just couldn't because we're a distributed company and people work in different time zones. And so I'm curious how you felt about this when you joined Dan, but like we had people just like online at random times during the day. 
And so there's no like time where people come online and time where people come offline. The only thing we have is one meeting every day where we see each other stand up and it's kind of in the middle of the day, but there's no knowing when someone will come online or go offline. And uh, it kind of forced us very early on to have a setup where there's more flexibility there um, and more transparency about when people are online and available for, for more synchronous work. Yeah, I think you just have to kind of get used to who your teammates are and and uh, and a sense of what time they're they're going to be overlapping with you. So if I wanted to talk about something having to do with video with our video engineer Jim, who's in the UK, I just know that the time to reach him is I better I better have my questions ready to go in the morning for me in California time uh, because he's getting close to the end of the day uh, where he is. And so um, yeah, it's just that's that, again that's the helpful thing about this uh, having that being able to take tell at a glance the status of people on your team so you'll know, oh yeah, that's right, it's the afternoon. Uh, it's, you know, in Uruguay, our, our engineer Fernando is probably offline because he's probably having dinner right now uh, by being in a later time zone than me. You know, it's just not a big deal, you get used to it. I, I find this really interesting because you both are very, obviously very accepting of it. A lot of organizations are struggling with this idea of being distributed this widely. And I think it's because they're wedded to some of the old ways. And here it's like, okay, everybody's going to do their job. Everybody's enthusiastic about their job. They just happen to live East Coast, West Coast, South America, you know, Europe. doesn't really matter um, as long as you find a way to, sorry, collaborate. Then it, it, it seems to find its own way forward. Yeah, it does get this a little is... hard when you have people in different parts of the world, like really radically different parts of the world. So uh, when we had Matt working with us in Australia, and we were and we were bringing Jim on board in, in the UK, and most of us in the Americas, that got to be pretty difficult to find a time where we could actually all be together in the same in the same virtual room. <laughs> but otherwise, it it works pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to add. So for me, I think each of us working. Every motion has a different reason why we care about this mission. But for me, the the thing that I that really drew me to it is something that you just mentioned, Chuck. So I, I'm actually like you can tell like my name is weird. Like I'm half Greek, half Malaysian, was born in England, uh, came to the States for college, I've like moved around a bunch. And something that struck me when I got to the Bay Area is sort of the concentration of skill that was there. But also that after college, I, I thought I was going to leave, but then I, I just find that I couldn't because I had this like nicely paying job at Dropbox and I was learning a lot and you know it was difficult um, as a young person with like not much else to my name just to, to move. And um, you know I thought that was a shame, and especially in recent times, seeing how a lot of the products that really shape the world are built, you know, tech products at least, are, are built with a concentration of people in, in, in a small number of cities or places in the world. Um, and there are great people everywhere. And so for me, the thing that really draws me to to Remotion is enabling remote work. And the thing that draws me to enabling remote work is that it's a way to enable people to live and work on their own terms without having to make really hard choices about, you know, oh, I want to work. I want to have this cool job or whatever, that I, this job that I want, but I'm going to have to move to New York or I'm going to have to move to San Francisco. Uh, so personally, that's that's the that's the the beauty of this, really, like the fact that I get to work with Dan, but also work with Fernando to me is makes me happy every day. One other thing I'm kind of impressed with, Alex, though, is you've, you've mentioned this several times during this discussion. You're not one of these people that say, this is the solution to everything. This will solve all your problems. Just ignore all those other platforms, you know, and, and come and, and join us. 
you have mentioned, you know, use it alongside Slack, use it alongside um, um, Google. Um, and I've, I've really am impressed by that because you're not trying to solve all the problems. You're just trying to address one aspect of things. And eventually, if you have solutions for all those things, that's great. But you're not there yet. And it doesn't even sound like that's really an, an aspiration uh, to, to be the one size that fits all. Yeah, there's there's something amazing about the when you're you're small and you're just focused on one problem and nobody in the world has solved that problem yet, which is I think the space we're in right now. Like we certainly haven't completely solved our problem and, and there's no other company that has. Because you get to be very focused. And I'm I'm really curious, you know, when we when we have this figured out and however long that takes, uh, how we'll evolve to being like a two product company. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but I like where we are now. I think it's quite fun being able to be that focused yeah and it's also nice to not just get so overwhelmed with all the things we would have to do if we were going to try to let's say compete with with uh something that microsoft is doing or slack or google uh that's that that's a very very tall order and we're <laughs> we're doing we're doing I, I like the focus that we have on what we're doing yeah you know dan i was just reading the chuck let us know if this shouldn't be on the podcast but dan i was just reading the the one password announcement of electron again and how they have feature teams. Um, and basically it's engineers who work across platforms. And I was kind of projecting forward to when we have many feature teams or multiple. And so we're gonna, like, it's like, I was thinking like, where would Dan have the most impact? And it, it might not be on a feature team. It might actually be on like some kind of like platform team that enables all the feature teams on macOS. And I started thinking about that and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm curious, like how you imagine things would scale, but it seems, seems pretty hard. It seems much harder actually to have this like platform team and many feature teams than to be super small and just have one team. Right. And I can see how, I, I mean, I, I understand the, the, the rationale for why 1Password decided to go with Electron. I mean, there's, you know, just, just like we said in our blog post, I mean, it's, it's not a really easy decision. I mean, there's, there's pluses and minuses. Um, but I, you know, certainly I think a lot of the people who are, who have seen one password grow up in the Mac ecosystem and then to see them, you know, sort of moving away from that. And I think we're going to start noticing more and more as it becomes, uh, less and less Mac like, uh, you know, hopefully not horribly noticeably, but, uh, it's, you know, we're, we're going to be crossing that bridge as they keep, uh, moving away from that. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a shame, actually. I, I know there's some very strong feelings about that. And, sure. And strangely enough, I don't have them. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm more of a bottom line kind of person. If it if it functions just as well, um, maybe I'm just not enough of a purist. But you know, my thing is with any tool is how well does it work? Does it do what I need it to do? And you know, what are the drawbacks? And you do the cost benefit analysis in your head and say, okay. This either is for me, or it's adequate, or it's not, and then you go hunting for something else. Um, yeah. But at, at, the, at the same time, I'm you know I'm a longtime Mac person, and so I enjoy the whole Mac experience. And if you take me too far out of it, then I'm going to feel like I'm too much in one of those other worlds that I where I really don't want to be. So tough, tough balancing act to, to pull off. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean to be fair, like it. You know, one password isn't permanently moving to Electron for all Mac users, right? I think the plan is, hey, we need to support everyone. We're going to do that quickly. We want to be building on SwiftUI for new versions of macOS. But we ourselves, you know, we talk about SwiftUI and we talk about how we can't 
Dan every now and then will be like, hey team, like, can we drop support for this version of macOS? And I come in, I'm like, we look at the chart, how many percent of users, ah, that would mean dropping for support for 12% of our user base, ah, seems rough. Um, and then we don't drop support. And so we can't use Swift UI, right? So I think they're a plan of, of like Electron for old versions and then use the latest and greatest. Um, if I don't know if they're actually going to, I, I don't know, I'm not an insider. I, I assume they're working on it currently. I don't know if that's the case, but it, it makes sense. I, to be honest, like looking back, it's, like we're convinced that we should be building on on native, but it's not like we are 100 percent sure that this is the right approach for emotion. There's there's arguments both ways. Yeah, I, I just I, I as soon as you you know I looked up the website though right away I got what I would say probably about 80 percent of what we've talked about here that it just became immediately apparent. You know, then that's why I wanted to dig down a little bit about the file sharing and screen sharing because um, there's that other that other 20 percent that okay. What are my options here? What are my solutions? Um, and so I'm doing that cost-benefit analysis in my head. Is this something that I could use uh, for one of my teams, or is it not? And the, then we veered off into the whole culture discussion, which is not only interesting, but I think it's so timely right now, not just because of the pandemic, but because there's this shift in how people are thinking about work, and people are shifting careers for whatever reason, uh, they're deciding that they don't want to do what they used to do. They're trying something new, um, or maybe they're trying something virtual because they just feel a desire or a need to be at home or have a lot more flexibility than previously we all did. So you guys are coming into this at a really, really interesting time, and I, I would encourage everyone to check it out. But we do have to get down to the to the nitty gritty here. So cost. Subscription, how is that part of it working? Cool, yeah, I'll take that. So uh, Remotion will be a freemium model. Uh, so there'll be a free tier and then there'll be some limits that we put in place where you have to pay. And the reason for that is, again, going back to our mission, uh, we want to enable teams to, you know, people to build strong, diverse teams, including from people around the world. And we don't think it would make sense to have only folks who are like rich or in rich countries be able to use Remotion. So the idea is uh, have a free tier um, and then set some limits in place. We, truth be told, we haven't done that yet. Um, we're still as a company uh, at a stage where we haven't figured everything out and we're still iterating a lot actually on the product. Um, and uh, the, we, we're going to start monetizing when we, feel, when we feel like we sort of have the right foundation in place. So for now, it's, it's actually free. The, the thing you pay for when you want to use Remotion today is you have to talk to us and give us feedback. Uh, and then uh, beyond that, then it'll be, um, and I mean it, by the way, you have to literally get on a call with us, <laughs> uh, although we will be relaxing that soon. Uh, and then and then afterwards, we'll be we'll be monetizing for teams that are like obviously getting value out of it because the team is bigger or they're hitting some other usage limit. So do that again. So if I want to use Remotion, I have to get on a call with you or someone today. from your team. Okay. Yeah. Today. So, so what's our discussion going to be about? Is it about my company culture, or is yeah. it about what you, what you want, what I want you to put into Remotion? What what's that conversation look like, and and how has that model been received? Yeah. So so many. We obviously have a positive confirmation bias. The people that I talk to on these calls are happy to be on the calls, right? Um, and so uh, the, the thing that we can notice is that the conversion rate from people who are ready to use the product and then who get on the call is not great. A lot of people don't want to do it. And that makes sense. Their time is very valuable and they, they might not be sure. But what we talk about is, hey, like, what are you here for? Uh, you know, if you've been to our site, you've seen that we're not solving some 
really uh, easily definable problem like, hey, we're going to reduce the amount of time it takes to start a video call from one second to half a second or something. Right? We're solving something a lot softer, which is how you build the relationships with your team. Uh, and so we're still in the phase where we want to understand how different teams think about that and why does this matter and how would you know that it's working? Um, how can we build for that? So uh, we the first half of the call, it's only a 15-minute call. So it's like basically five minutes, hey, what are you looking for? Tell us about your team right now. What are the tools to use? And then five minutes, like, okay, given what you've told us, uh, we think you should create these rooms. Uh, and you should configure these rooms in this way. And you should try this behavior with your team. Um, and uh, we're actually at the moment, we're building a new onboarding flow that takes some of that conversation and converts it into a web flow uh, before you download the product. So we ask you like, hey, why are you here? Why are you here? Are you here because you want to work really closely on an urgent project? Or are you here because you, in general, want to feel more connected to your team? And then based on what you answer, we'll, we'll set up the right defaults for you in Remotion. Fascinating. That's always a question that, that I like to ask that is endlessly discussed, of course. But at the end of the day, every everybody has to get paid somehow, one way or another. That yeah. I, That's a model that I've not heard before is we just ask for 15 minutes of your time to talk about the product. That's really yeah. interesting. To, to, be, to be clear, it's not the long-term model. It's, it's yeah. I don't know if this is interesting to you, but we actually have changed our minds about this as the company has evolved. When, when we started... Uh, let me know if this is too long, but <laughs> when we started, uh, we, Charlie and I, and this is before Dan joined, we, we were thinking about what we're building and it's, it was, it's always been the same thing, presence and easy ways to, to talk. But we were worried about the market not being ready for such, like, and the purpose of that, sorry, was to feel connected with your team. It was more of an emotional need, but we were worried that the market wasn't ready for that, that they would see that and be like, ah, oh, this is fuzzy wuzzy. Like we don't need this. Um, we're not going to use that product. And so we decided to market the fact that Remotion was really fast to talk to people. And so you, know, you can go online and find the original product hunt launch of Remotion and see how we talked about ourselves. And it was like fast video chat, basically. Um, and uh, then COVID hit. And all of a sudden, we, were our, you know, we, we had this vision of we're going to help more teams work together remotely. But instead, every team was working together remotely. And we had to help them succeed. Right. And the first few months of COVID went really like everyone wanted to try all the tools because they didn't know how to talk. But very quickly, there started to be Zoom fatigue. Like, actually, we're done. Like, we don't want to add more video calls. This is broken. Um, and so the idea of fast video chat was was bad. Like, no one wanted faster video chat. People wanted less video chat. And so we started thinking about like, okay, well, maybe it's time to go back to the sort of the vision we've had all, all along, which is more, it's a little softer, but it's, it's more about helping people connect, even though they're remote. And we realized that we had no idea how to talk about that. It was, it's fuzzy. And so that's when we realized like, okay, even though we had open signups and anyone could just use Remotion, we're going to close signups, put up a wait list and get on hundreds of phone calls with people to try to understand how they think about the problem. And then to try to talk through solving the problem with them. And it's, it's been this, you know, maybe if you were a lot smarter than us, you wouldn't need to do this. But for us, it's maybe being a, I don't know, a crutch or something very helpful in just getting the learnings of like actually helping teams. Cause I think it's, it's easy in product development, especially when you're, when you're like, you know, Dan or me or Charlie, well, I won't speak for Dan, but especially when you're like me or Charlie, like we love building product and it's really fun and we love getting things right. And you can, you know, you can lose sight of like the softer customer problems. And so that's why we put up the calls and, and, you know, now that we're, we're learning and succeeding and iterating on the product and we've been making major changes. Now we're, we're getting closer to the time where we can put down the waitlist again. 
But yeah, I've never heard of a company that was open sign up, then putting up a wait list. And at the time, there was some trepidation around the decision. It was like, this is weird. Why are we doing this? Uh, and, and then we realized, well, because we need to. Well, it's trying something different. You know, there's yeah. there are pros and cons to so many things, just like the one you're trying. But if you don't try it, you'll never know whether it is a really great idea or a dumb idea or, you know, some idea that, you know, you can start with and then and then leverage. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So the website is? Remotion.com. That's R-E-M-O-T-I-O-N.com. Great. And all it'll cost you is 15 minutes of your time to talk to Alex or Dan or Charlie or whoever they decide to let you talk to. Um, I, I, I congratulate you guys on, on a great concept and, and a great a great philosophy behind it. And I, I wish you nothing but the best. I'm going to be looking forward to playing with it myself a little bit. Cool. And I'll, I'll add that since we are taking down the, the phone call requirements soon, if in the, the little form that you fill out to say, um, you know, how you found us. And if you mentioned that you found us through Mac Voices or Chuck, or you type the words, Dan is legendary, uh, then you can skip the phone call. Uh, otherwise, you'll, you'll have to talk to one of us. So um, Alex, Dan from Remotion, guys, thank you very much for being here. Really enjoyed it. It's great to Great to meet you, Alex, and great to see you again, Dan. I'm I'm glad that you found a home. And next time, come back. We'll talk about the beekeeping. I'm intrigued by this. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you again in person someday, maybe at a WWDC. That's you know, it's uh, that's where I'm used to finding you every year. Yeah, well, I, I would love to. I just I hope we can get back to that. You know, going forward, but you never know. Um, great meeting you, Chuck. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Really, really appreciate it. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Go check Remotion out if you think it might be for you or if, even if you're just curious about it. Uh, this whole idea of working remotely really intrigues me. Uh, Alex's comments about you know the social aspect that we lose potentially by just working out of our homes is also something that really intrigues me, the, the importance of it. We didn't know it was important, and now we're finding out just how important it really is. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.